is coming up now on Established in the Faith. I want you to come to this church. I want you to pay your tithe. I want you to read your Bible. I want you to pray. I want you to fast. And I want you to do all the things that Christian people do. But more than anything else, I want you to get to know Jesus Christ on a personal level. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to If you have your Bibles this morning, turn with me please to the book of Philippians. Philippians chapter 3, move down if you will to verse 10. Philippians 3 verse 10, that I may know him and the power of His resurrection, and the fellowship of His sufferings, being made conformable unto His death, if by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. And I want to continue with what we tried to preach last week, that I may know Him. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask for His help today. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for every person under the sound of my voice. Lord, I pray today for the anointing of your Spirit. Help me to rightly divide this word of truth. Anoint your people to hear it and to receive it. Lord, that we all might be edified and drawn closer to you is my prayer today in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen and Amen. As you all know, Haven is up at Liberty University. And she came home during the holidays, and sitting down talking with her, she shared with me how a group of them were just sitting around the table, and a number of things were being discussed, but one of them in the group asked the question, how do you know that the Bible is the only revealed truth? In the world. How do you know that Jesus Christ is the only way to heaven? And the basic answers that were given well, I've always been taught that the Bible is real. Mom and Daddy always told me about Jesus Christ. And those were the basic answers that were given to try to answer this person's question. How do you know that the Bible is true? How do you know that Jesus Christ is the only way? No one was able really to answer this person's question to where their minds were at ease. And Haven got alone with this person and told them, I know that it's true because I have experienced Jesus Christ for myself. 
And I know what Jesus Christ has done in my life. That was the answer that this person was looking for. And I wonder today how many in this room, how many of you listening by radio today, you have that question in your mind. Let me stand here and tell you today, I know this book is true. And I know that Jesus Christ is the only way because I have experienced the power of Almighty God myself. And if you will place your faith in what this book says, and the story of the Bible is the story of the cross of Jesus Christ, how God created man, placed him in the garden, man fell, and then God sent a Redeemer to redeem mankind. And everything in the Bible strains toward the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. And after that, in the book of Revelation, talking about futuristic events, things which will take place in the not-too-distant future, all of that hinges and goes back to the finished work of Christ and what He did for us at Calvary. You don't have to understand everything. If you understood everything, then you wouldn't need faith. But let me tell you today, it is impossible to please God without faith. You must have faith. And every one of us have faith. You can't live in this world without faith. Faith is what makes our whole economic system work. To have an idea. To believe that I can create something and put it out there and people will buy it. And I can use that money to support my family. That's the way our system works here in America. It takes faith to step out and do that. And everybody has faith. And you've got to place your faith in what God has given us. You've got to know Him by experience. It's more than just a mental ascent to something. And I thank God for doctors. I thank God for nurses. I thank God for the pharmacists who know all about medications and stuff. I thank God for all of that. I thank God for people who know about computers. And cars that break down and they know what to do to fix them. But you can have all the knowledge in the world. But when you stand before God one day, He will not ask you, how did you fix that car? He's going to ask you one thing. Did you know my son, Jesus Christ? And that's all that will matter when you stand before God. The Bible tells us that it is appointed unto man once to die. And then after that will be the judgment. Every single one of you in here today, me included, will stand before God and give an account. Do you know Him? Or do you just give a mental assent to something? Do you just believe something that some preacher is telling you? Or something that mom and daddy told you? Or have you experienced Jesus Christ for yourself? You've got to know Him. Jesus said, many will come before me in that day, on the great day of judgment, and say, Lord, did we not do many wonderful works in your name? 
Did we not prophesy in your name? Did we not cast out devils and do all of these many works? And Jesus said, depart from me. I never knew you. I want you to come to this church. I want you to pay your tithe. I want you to read your Bible. I want you to pray. I want you to fast. And I want you to do all the things that Christian people do. But more than anything else, I want you to get to know Jesus Christ on a personal level. You can do all of these things and still miss it. How many today are in hell? They went through all the motions of Christianity, but they missed it because they did not get to know Him. That I may know Him. I never knew you, Jesus said. If you're going to get to know somebody, you got to talk to them. Young people, listen to me. Your Christian experience is not going to be as it ought to be unless you've got a prayer life. Elders in the church, listen to me. Your Christian experience will not be as it ought to be without a prayer life. You talk to God. Tell Him all about your problems. Tell him what you're struggling with. He wants to hear it. God wants to hear what you've got to say. And then, you need to hear what God has to say. And he speaks to us through this Bible. You have to read it. Christianity is a relationship. If I come home from work every day and I walk in the door and I don't say anything to Dana, I go to the bedroom and I shut the door. And this goes on day in and day out. We don't have a marriage. We don't have a relationship. If I'm not talking to her and she's not talking to me, that's not a relationship. That's just some kind of arrangement. That we've got going on. And there's too many Christians. There's too many church folks. They don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. They've got a religious arrangement. They come to church on Sunday. If they even do that. They do their God thing once a week. And then they go about doing other things the rest of the week. Your Christian experience will not be as it ought to be. If you fall into that category. You've got to know Him. You can't get to know nobody if you don't ever talk to them. If you don't shut up and let them talk to you. Paul said that I may know Him. It means to know by experience. He said, and the power of His resurrection... How many of you in this place have experienced the power of His resurrection? What does that mean? Resurrection 
power. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead is now living in you. Or it's supposed to be. The power of the Holy Spirit. We're talking about power that created this world. That can bring something out of nothing. Power that can raise the dead. The most powerful thing in the world is living on the inside of me. Are you experiencing that power? How are you experiencing that power? I don't know about you, but there are things in my life that don't line up with this book. And I think if we'll all be honest with ourselves, there are things in our lives that don't line up with the book. And within yourself, you don't have the power to do it. You don't have the power to overcome that nicotine habit that you have. You don't have the power to overcome any other kind of habits that you may have within yourself. But oh, let me tell you, you can experience the power of His resurrection. And He has the power to set you free. There's not a bondage in this world that Jesus Christ cannot set free. I remember today, I was smoking right out of a pack or two packs of cigarettes a day. Haven was a little bitty thing then. I was teaching Sunday school. And we'd leave on Sunday morning going to church and Haven would be sitting in the car seat right there beside me in the truck. And I'd fire that cigarette up on the way to church and I'd smoke that thing going to church. And little Haven sitting over there, she's watching me. Pull that cigarette up to my lips. Watching. And God dealt with me. So those things have got to go. If you're going to be what I want you to be, the cigarettes have got to go. Do you want Haven to smoke? That's what God spoke to my heart. Do you want Haven to smoke? Lord, no. I don't want... Well, you've got to stop. You've got to set an example. Is anybody in here hearing what I'm saying today? You as an adult, as a parent, you've got to set the stage and you've got to say, if you don't want them to smoke marijuana, then you need to lay the Marlboros down. When you tell them not to drink alcohol and you've got a Budweiser in your hand, you're a joke. You've got to set the example. And I tried this and I tried that and I tried the chewing gum and the patch and all these other things and could not overcome that nicotine. And I remember today, got that cigarette, fired it up, throwed the cigarettes up there on the dashboard of the truck. And I said, God, I can't stop. I can't quit. But I know that what you did at Calvary's cross was sufficient to break every bondage 
and I want to experience that in my life. God, you've got to do it. If I'm going to be set free from these cigarettes, it's going to be all of you and none of me because I can't do it. Woke up the next morning. I had the worst head cold. I'm talking about one of them bad ones where your ears get stopped up. And I mean, you can't hear nothing. You can't breathe. On my way to work, reached over and grabbed that cigarette. Tried to smoke that thing and it stifled me so bad I couldn't breathe. I, I couldn't smoke. And friend, this went on for several weeks. And when the cold had run its course, by that time the nicotine had done and got out of my system. And I thought about it. I don't have a desire for that thing anymore. And God set me free from cigarettes. I experienced the power of His resurrection First of all, I identified the problem. Well, God helped identify the problem. I come to realize that I couldn't change it, that I couldn't do it within myself. And then I asked the Lord to do it for me. And He did. And I hadn't smoked a cigarette from then until now. That I may know Him and the power of His resurrection. Do you know Him? Have you experienced the power of His resurrection in your life? He said, "In the fellowship of His sufferings being made conformable unto His death. Being made conformable unto His death. How many of you in here have joined the military? Good. Thank God for you. I appreciate your service to our country. But every one of you who went into the military and served our country, you went through what they called basic training. And in that period of basic training, they were conforming you into what they were. And Paul said, being made conformable unto his Death, what does that mean? That means that you, as a child of God, are in basic training. Now, in the military, there comes a point in time when they said you've completed your basic training, and now you go on to other things. But let me tell you, as a Christian, you're always in basic training. You're always learning. Being made conformable unto his death. Being made conformable. Conforming into what they are. You're conforming into what he is. What Jesus Christ is. But being made conformable unto his death. You've got to realize that there are some things in you that need to die. We die to self. We die to the world. The things of the world. The flesh, we die to the flesh, the things that the flesh wants that's not godly. We die to the devil, we die to the sin nature. And what is death? Separation. 
I said the Holy Spirit wants to separate you from some things. Being made conformable unto his death. And then he said, verse 11, Philippians 3, verse 11. If by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. Number one, that means being accounted worthy to take part in the rapture. When that takes place. Number one. Number two, it has to do with living the resurrection life. Walking out what God has put inside of you. If by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. Not as though I had already attained. Either were already perfect, but I follow after. If that I may apprehend that for which I am also apprehended of Christ Jesus. In other words, Paul is just telling us, I've not arrived yet. But I'm following after whatever it is that God wants me to be. And then he said in verse 13, Brethren, I count not myself as to have apprehended. This is the Apostle Paul who wrote over half the New Testament. And he's pretty much telling us, folks, I ain't there yet. I can take my phone and say, all right, Google, take me to such and such. And it'll come up on the screen and pull it up on Google Maps. And all I got to do is do what it tells me. Turn here. Get in this lane. Go there. And when I get there, you know what it says? You've arrived. I told Dana that the other day. I said, you know what? I'm so good. The Google people told me that I've arrived. But I got news for you, honey. As a Christian... I don't care how old in the things of God you are, there'll never come a point in time when you can say, I've arrived. You are not perfect. Your standing with God is perfect because you're in Christ Jesus. But your condition is not perfect. And the Holy Spirit is trying to bring your condition up to your position. See? Sanctification. You ain't all that. The only ones who are perfect are the ones that are in heaven. So right now you need to turn and look at your neighbor and say there's something wrong with you. So those of you listening to me by radio right now, you say, I don't go to church because there's a bunch of hypocrites there. You're exactly right. Because there's something wrong with every one of us in here. This church is a spiritual hospital. Because ain't none of us in here perfect. We've all got problems. The thing about us is we recognize and we know we got problems. And we come to this place so that the Holy Spirit can reveal to us what those problems are and the solution to the problem. Let me tell you, the solution is not pull yourself up by your bootstraps. It's not to fast 21 days. It's not go through the purpose-driven life mumbo-jumbo and all this kind of stuff and how to be a better you and, 
and all this kind of stuff. The answer is Jesus Christ and Him crucified, which is the gospel, the gospel. You take it every day. Jesus said, if you're going to come after me, you've got to deny yourself and take up the cross daily and follow me. It is a spiritual thing. You take up the cross by faith on a daily basis. And if you'll do that, the Holy Spirit will work in your life. Paul said, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do. Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let me tell you something. You are not going to be as you ought to be in your Christian experience if you put your Christian experience on cruise control. How many of you got cruise control on your car? You're going down the road and you mash the button and it sets it at 65, 70, 90, whatever. Let me tell you, cruise control is not going to get you where you need to be. There's a pressing in that has to take place. There comes a time on that cruise control where you have to hit the brake and you have to take the wheel and turn it this way and that way. Let the Holy Spirit tell you what you need to do. What do you need to do to get to know Him better and to experience the power of His resurrection? If the program today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. Hello, I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. We have Sunday school every Sunday morning at 945 and worship service at 11, as well as prayer meeting and Bible study every Wednesday night at 730. Go to com and click on the events tab for gospel singings and other special services. That's right, Jules. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.